Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Can I invite Pastor Murray up? While he's coming up, um, Murray, I've known since I think the mid-80s when we started to first go to, it's now called Coast Life Church, uh, and I first uh, began to know Murray there as a man of God. Even then he was running connect groups and doing great stuff. His father is one of the one of the, the statesmen of, of the faith. Uh, he's... Uh, in your church now, yeah, and uh, and we knew Tom as we affectionately call him. Uh, Tom was a, a one of our fathers of the faith in that church, and um, and of course, how many generation uh, are you now? Was is Tom's? Oh gosh. Are you second, third generation? No, oh, fourth or fifth. fourth or fifth generation. Yeah, I'm just saying this because there's something about Murray that that is just in him and it flows through who he is and uh, he is a most profound man of God I just want to honor you mighty man of God because uh, just your presence in the house this morning is blessing this house blessing Julie and I and thank you so much for coming this morning let's really give it up for Murray thank you so much Murray. thank you so much have a seat have a seat thank you guys fantastic oh I'm really excited about this day in this house I've been excited for weeks actually because uh, I want to really honor your pastor I just I don't want to get too emotional now but I just love your pastors Phil and yeah you you should love them very much you want to honor them they've done such a great job Phil and I speak a lot on the phone it's probably only every couple of weeks we would get together we're great friends and I think one of the great keys the kingdom of God happens through relationship You've got to get that, okay? It happens. You're not going to get into heaven because of what you know. You're going to get in because who you know. Have you worked that out yet? It all works that way. You've got to, it's all about who you know. Believe me, business, church, ministry, it's all about knowing someone. And that someone is guess who? Yeah, pastor, thank you. You got it right. No wonder he's in charge here. Amen. I can see you all the time. I tell you what, I was excited yesterday. I text Garth and, and congratulate. I'd never seen him smile like I saw him smile up there. He is, he's got her. Amen. He got her. Hasn't kissed her in eight months. Holy smoke. That must have been some kiss when he lay that on her. Hey, I wish I was there. I'm sure I'm going to hear all, the, all about it. But um, it's great to be here great especially on a weekend where you're wonderful and it just feels like such family here this morning it's great to see you know a lot of people are building churches around organizations but I love to come to churches where it's you're actually building a family because that's what it's about amen and I feel very honored to even speak on the subject that Pastor Phil asked me to uh, during the week in praying and I'm really excited about it and and what's going to happen all day today Uh, even before I want to get in there God spoke to me all week about one particular thing that's really interesting this is nothing it's really something for your church 
And uh, you just, I just want, are they taping this? Oh, good. Why don't you just quickly, this is just hors d'oeuvres before you get into it, but who knows, we might only do this and we might not even get into the message. This might be the message, but I doubt it. <laughs> I know. Okay. But I, I just had this burn in my heart because you gotta, so you know, God is doing something. It's interesting to see the two dynamics that are happening. God spoke to me, even the front third, and he said, you know what, Muzz, there's someone pregnant here this morning. You had that announcement. And uh, I said that to Phil, hey, I did, I said, they're going to have a baby, aren't they? And he goes, yeah. And um, because there's two things I believe churches must have. The, the, the two indicators of health in a church. The sky, you, can, you can have everything. You can have music and great buildings, which you're, I'm so excited about what you're doing here. But you've got to basically, I believe, I, this is Murray. If you don't believe this, that's cool. This is what I believe. I believe you've got to have two things. You've got to have new Christians... Hey, two sisters this morning. Hey, man, that's awesome. You've got two Christians. You've got to have new Christians and you've got to have pregnant women. Come on. Come on, Andrew. Come on, son. Come on, Luke. Let's get this happening. Because it's like you've got to have life in the house of some sort or another. And those two elements, believe me, if you're getting salvations and there's love and there's relationship and kids are getting born again and seeing all those kids going out there and your, your youth ministry has been very influential on the coast for i don't know decades probably you've always done really well with young people and i thank you for that as a brother church you know we really thank you for what you've done in that it's helped everyone probably there are people that have been raised up in that youth ministry are probably all over the coast if not all over the world and doing great things the other thing is there's this in psalm 93 is that psalm 93 says this he says he has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel, this house, for all the ends of, for all the, for all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of God. I believe this. I believe your this house is becoming a real house of salvation, a real house of salvation. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, and I looked that up just so you can make sure it's his Bible. Luke nineteen, verse nine. It says that when there was such a turnaround in this sinner's life and jesus said this he says salvation has come to this house come on you know you know that when there's a huge turnaround i believe that you're going to enter into such a season i play it just as added to you of salvation salvations are coming so you need to get ready it's going to be a house of salvation and people you're going to get a reputation if if i need a change if if something's got to shift and i'm going to get to this house and something's going to happen, amen. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for your word this morning. That, Lord, even that word, I pray that, Lord, that salvation would come in a great way. And this house would be known as a house of salvation. To speak over, Phil, God, that real evangelism that's in his heart, that heart for the lost, God, that'd be amplified, God. There'd be room for that in this house, that, God, that, that, that it'd be just a, an amazing strength of evangelism start to spring forth in this house in jesus name amen tell you what you've got to let phil preach the gospel amen come on you've got to let pastor phil preach the gospel i believe it's a great strength in his life a great call on his life is evangelism he's pastoring he does a great job at that awesome but i think he is a guided missile as far as 
the last is concerned. You know, we all, in ministry, you all, we all have one or two sermons and we all have one or two strengths that we bring to the kingdom. Come on. Is, come on. I know it was an awesome wedding, but you haven't got that drunk last night. Amen. So you need to learn to step into that so that you need to let, because you're all, every house, we're all basically are trying to do the same thing. Every church is basically trying to do the same thing. But the, the, re, the difference is, is the type of disciples that we produce. You become a specialist in something. You're exposed to something. And I know evangelism, come on, is a huge... You've got the prophetic very much. You've got Mrs. Prophetic here. God. Hey, Julie, give Julie a big hand. But this evangelism thing, is, I, it has to be released in this house. It has to be, okay? In which case, you've got to get, you've got to get a bit... Oh, I didn't want to... Okay, I'm just going to go there. Is that you just got to... Get people here. Yeah, come on, Frank's preaching from the back rows preaching here. Is, is that you've got to allow what God has given you and you've got to get past getting fed. He can teach, he can do that. He's amazing. And he knows his word and he's got strategy and he's got... But the thing is, this building is not big enough. Come on. And what God wants to do. And you've got... I guess always, Suzanne and I, whenever we come onto this land, we get filled with vision. The vision that's been imparted to this house is amazing. And you've got to get on to that. So that you're not just coming here to get fed. No, you've got to come here fit, ready. See, because you're either doing, you're either this, you're either becoming a disciple or you're discipling someone. See, now the thing is, if... If, if, if you are an example, I'm just going to go there. I've got permission here. Yeah. Hey, that's it. I don't have to pass you. I don't have to be your friend. I have a suck up the nose sucker here. So we're going to have a crazy night tonight, but here we might just have to lay down the law, not the law. But the, the thing is, is that you've got to allow, you, you've got to allow this gospel thing to go forward so that God can start to release things but in order to do that you see what's if you were the example if the whole church had to be built around you this is a scary part what sort of church would it look like yeah that's a big now but the problem is the thing is you've got to just you've got to take responsibility for that as being part of this house you've got to thought well wow have I been pressed into the mold? Have I been discipled? Have I really got the pastor's heart? Have I really got his vision? Am I coming along on, on to whatever is going on in order to reach the lost? Am I releasing pastor to preach the gospel? You know, why do you think something's happening on those Sunday nights? There's only, I think there's only three or four of us uh, are actually doing Sunday nights. And it's mainly because I think that God has allowed that to do it and we've punched through something and not doing church out of convenience, but doing it out of conviction, come on, and starting to, to really move things forward. And see, I really want to challenge you. Not, I don't want to speak into the vision or nothing, but I tell you what, you need to allow Phil, Pastor Phil, to preach the gospel to go for salvations, to let those altar calls really hammer away. And if, it, if you go through periods of weeks and weeks and really it's just a gospel message, you need to be cool. Yeah, that's right. 
You need to be on board with that. And so that you can gather and gather and gather and gather. And then we'll disciple and disciple. But I tell you what, this is a harvesting machine you've got here. And so it needs to be able to harvest or he's going to go nuts. Because I tell you, I bet you, how many times does he default to that? To the gospel. Every service, come on. Every service, see? Yeah, you always swing it back. And it's awesome, hey? And so I just really want to encourage you in that to, to do that in Jesus' name. So we may as well just finish the next 20 minutes with this sermon, but I think I just did the job I was here to do this morning in Jesus' name. You right, Marty? Good. All right, come on, come on. We've got to get into this. Why don't you tell your Bible it's the Exodus 33? He was off with the fairies reading something. What's the gospel? What's that word? I am a, you wouldn't believe that my base, my thing is encouragement. You wouldn't believe it, would you? But my love language, if I'm paying out on you, I love you to bits. Amen. I'm an Aussie. Insults. Means a lot. Where are we? Exodus 33. Exodus 33. We're talking about the presence of God, which you can feel here this morning. Hey, you have an awesome presence of God. I just love this house. And you've gone for it and you've maintained that. But what I want just is add some stuff to that and my experience of that. And it's a huge part of what my whole life as a disciple is all about. And even some of the stuff within our church is about is about that like we're not called encounter for nothing i'm constantly telling the team that you know so let's just read this i want you to read the exodus 33 i just want to read uh verse 3 to you and this is quite disturbing and it says god is speaking to the to moses about the children of israel and he says go up into the land flowing with milk and honey but i will not go with you because you are stiff-necked people then I know I might destroy you on the way. <laughs> now, see, see, we all know the other part which I'm about to get to, but see, the conversation starts like this. Between him and Mo- between the Lord and Moses, it's not looking good at all. <laughs> you know, it's like... Now, this is a really interesting thing because isn't that amazing that you can actually be in the will of God, get to the place, the destination, the destiny that God has for you, and he ain't there. That you can be there. You can do all the stuff. But your heart is completely devoid of any intimacy with him. In fact, because of his mercy, he lets you just be there. Because that's his promise. But because of our attitudes and our rebellion, because of our, our wanting our way and doing it our way, and that he just steps off from that. And I couldn't think of anything worse than imagine that being. It's like this. It's like, see, it's like getting married. So I'm married, but there's no love. There's no love. There's no, there's no excitement about that. There's... 
there's that we just live in the same house. We've got the beautiful house, got the boat, the car, the caravan, the holidays, we do all that. Awesome. But we just don't get on. And see, many of us, as Christians, we end up in that place. We've got everything, but we don't have Him. We know Him, but we don't have that closeness. Come on. And see, this is what, I know this is what, uh, pastors are moving you towards so that you can just get, instead of having all this see we, we've got to have him and so Moses really gets into God and it's it's out of this this is even though we record the conversation here but it actually if you look at the dynamic that even God and encourages Moses because of their intimacy, because Moses is so used to the presence of God, that actually allows Moses to engage in the process, which is an example of what he's actually saying, is that I don't want you to just be doing things for me, but doing things with me. And so, the, so then it switched around, and so they, they have this conversation, we just want to pick it up, in verse 12 so exodus 33 and verse 12 it says this moses said to the lord see you say to me bring up this people see this was your idea this was not my idea this is see and it's amazing see because this this conversation it sounds like a married couple this this was your idea to bring up these people but you have let me know, but, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I might know you, and that I might find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people and then verse 14 you need to underline this in your bible and he capital h guess who that he is my presence will go with you and i will give you rest and then he said to him if your presence does not go with us then don't bring us up from here for how then will i how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except that you go with us? So shall we be separate, your people and I, from all the peoples who are upon the earth? And so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight. And see, see this? And I know you by name. See how it shifted? And see, that's where you want to get to. See, this is all about... It, it, see, the, uh, there's a few things I want to just sort of outline. So you've got to realize that the great distinguishing factor of us as believers yeah. is His presence. Yeah. That's what makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. We heard that beautiful girl. What, when she came in here... She knew God was here. See, that's got to be the distinguishing... That's the distinguishing feature of what we are, is Him. 
in his presence with us. And that's actually the thing that distinguishes us from everybody else. You've got to realize that. You've got to realize that you, you no longer can fit in. In fact, if you're fitting in, there's something wrong. If people aren't asking you what's different about you, what's going on with you, what is that about you, there's something wrong. And you've got to, you've got to go, and it's all about just recognizing his presence. And you've got to realize it's always with you. It's never not with you. It's always with you. In fact, the more you learn that and the more you step into that and the more you, if you like, have a consciousness of that 24 hours of seven, 24 hours of seven, (laughs) all the time, is that you, you, things just start changing. Things just start changing around you and it's the, it's the thing that all along has, it, it actually makes things so different and I want to get into how that presence changes us and what the anointing does through us, through the miraculous, through the power of God because of his presence on us and we're going to look at that tonight but if you want to just go back up through some of these verses, I just want to share some of the thoughts. Number one is like that, is that, you know what, we have an assignment to complete. Do you realize that? Yeah. All of you have a place that God wants to get you to. That's right. All of you do. All of you are an answer to someone else's problem. You've got to get that. See, you've got to answer, you've got to realize, see, there were all these sons of Anakin in that land that were causing all sorts of chaos and all sorts of mess and all sorts of carnage and all sorts of junk. And part of that whole thing was not just to get Israel into that place, but to actually cause blessing and and to cause uh, uh, healing and a testimony of how great God is and the goodness of God. So you're going to realize right now, right now in your seat, you need to just go, okay, it's it's not about my problem. It's actually that I am the answer for someone else's problem. There is, a, there is a place that God wants to move me to. And the difference will be that his presence on you. Acts says that Jesus went around doing good, healing the sick, casting out devils. Why? Because it says this, God was with him. See, if you have a sense and you believe that, see, you can have that, but believe me, it only works if you believe it. Come on. We, it's like, we, something we're like little kids, you know, we, and it's, this is one thought that really came to me and I don't know what, and it was along with those words, but I think that God's going to do this with you as well. This is another thing. Is that we don't realize the greatness of God or the goodness of God so often because God doesn't show up often as we think in his greatness. And this is the example the Lord gave me for you. Is you know those X Factor shows? I don't know why I'm looking at that. I suppose that's a screen. You know, we all look at it on a screen. You know those X Factor shows and you've got like that... Uh, was it Susan Doyle? Was that her name? Yeah. The Boyle. 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 Yeah, that's even a worse name, isn't it? And there was other guy called Potts. You know, that's not a good name either. And these people that are not glamorous and are not, uh, what would you say, presentable and are not classy and they're not 
that, but then they stand in front of that microphone and they, they look awkward and they buck teeth and they're not everything. And, and, and yet they stand there and all of a sudden the curtain is revealed and out of them comes this voice that touches people and it's kind of it's because it's come in that package that everybody goes oh my goodness you mean this person has been able to sing like this all their life and we never knew it see often the presence of god is like that it's there but we aren't willing to step in and allow him to be because we we've got these sometimes the way he shows up and the circumstances that he shows up, we can't really see that he is going to be in that. But it's in the ugly, in the insignificant, in the, in the overlook. That's where he is. You know, we have, you know, I'm always, you know, we have a few, uh, in, in, what would you say, challenged people come to our church and they wonder they some of them play guitar at the back and it's nuts and that my religious devils just manifest during all that and i admit that and i'm trying to repent out of all of that because because you know what i just look at that and i think is that you jesus are you actually here but unless you you know we see the glory cloud rolling around gold dust and all that Come on. See, we want those sort of manifestations, but what about other sort of manifestations of his presence? Like a broken person. The lowly. Because that's where he is. That's where he comes. See, and it's our response to how he shows up. Yeah, and when you get into that is where he shows up. And that's why why I'm trying to say, the assignment, see, the place that he always wants to get us to is very much about his presence. But that place doesn't look always glamorous. I'm convinced of his presence. His presence is most magnifying in huts. It's quite amazing. Like in my journeys through Indonesia, I've been in, in, in like little sheds, not even you wouldn't call it a shed, with a fire in the corner and a little girl, 18, gone to reach a people group that no one really cares about. That isn't like the, the indigenous people of a Sumba Island who no one really cares about because they just all eat... Um, What's the red stuff that? Beetle nut. Yeah, there goes an old druggie. He knows all about it. And so they get stoned all day and, you know, there's illiteracy and all sorts of stuff. She learns a language. But get this, you know what? And just through the love of Jesus and his presence reaches two whole villages. But it didn't look like, you know what? And when I went there, 400 kids showing up for children's church the entire community coming down give her a big hand but see it didn't look like that it didn't look like that then see she she comes to a thing that looks ugly 
and allows the presence of Jesus to come. Yeah. And that's all different. See? Because you, that's what we're going to make. Because you can be, you can get to the, the destination and, and, and not have him. Because I don't know, because we all need help. But what I really like is that <laughs> Jesus is our help. I just want to give you these couple of, just a couple of thoughts. This, um, you know, he, he wanted to know, God, you know what? I want you to show me your way. In John 14, verse 6, it says, <laughs> Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me in other words you know what the presence is always about jesus and you've got to you've got to know this you ready there's nothing the presence of jesus cannot fix let's just say this together there's nothing the presence jesus cannot fix that sounded like tongues that was awesome there's nothing the presence of jesus cannot fix in fact one of our biggest issues i can tell you i know what your issue your issue in life is the same as mine this is your issue this is your big hang up this is the thing that you battle with it's the same as me that we just don't believe that god loves us See, whenever I fear, whenever I worry, whenever I don't sense his presence, which is often, that, and all that is based in, I don't believe he loves me. Because he is the way. He is the truth. And he's the life. And there's nothing, I can't step into God's presence with if I don't engage in Jesus. Because Jesus is not a way of doing life. He is our life. He is our life. Just nudge your neighbor and say, he is your life. It's not just the way of it. See, so there's this engagement in his presence that we need to really understand. For his presence. I know I'm attacking this a different way. And I'm... But see you've got you to get this about his presence. That a lot of the time it will just be by faith. Whether, he, whether you feel him or not. He's here. Whether you want to fix it yourself or not. You have to humbly go. He's here. So he'll fix it. Or when it's all going pear-shaped, you have to believe that he's here. And we have to know his way. Let me just give you this. Is that this is, this is what I believe his way is. Because it's, it's, it's got to be his way not my way 
into his presence. We don't earn his presence. See, if you like, there's this... Oh, man, there's so much stuff here. See, you can... See, it's our choice to recognize his presence. It's his choice to show up. But I find this. He's already showed up. And it was his choice. See, he showed up when you were lost. So what makes you think you've got to perform anything for him to show up? Come on. Do, do you need three more songs? You know, you know we're not in his presence yet. Oh, amen. You know what? I woke up in his presence. I was asleep in his presence. There's like nowhere I can go. But see, the, the whole, the thing of it is, you've got to be conscious of it at all times. You. Come on. So if all of you came here this morning, ready for pastor to preach the gospel, and all conscious of his presence, that he's been with you, and you're with him, and you know him, and you know that he knows you. Do you know he knows you? And even though he knows you, he still loves you. That's a really good thing for us, eh? Are you glad about that? Even though he knows me, he still loves me. That's really freeing, hey? But that's the big thing about his way. And his way, I just want to give you these three thoughts. Is that cool? And then we want to finish because pastor needs a rest. And I need him on deck tonight because it's going to go nuts, I really believe. See, we've got to know him. We need to know his presence. You need to know it. You need to know his voice, which is different. See, he can be here. It's like I can be with Susie. And she's not saying anything. But she's here. But what's even... See, but I need to again get to a place where I know his presence. I know his voice. Amongst all the other voices in here. I know his voice. Which only comes about... Look, I'm getting about kicked off in a minute. <laughs> and um, I know his voice, but this is... Listen to me. I have to know his heart. I have to get... I have to be in his presence so that I get his heart. His heart for others. And see, when I get that, I move into another place where I'm really able to do it his way and not way. And I believe his way literally is three different things. I just want to give you these. Number one, his presence will always mean, will always mean sacrifice on my part. I have to yield. I have to surrender. I know have to sounds really controlling, but I couldn't tell you it enough more strongly than have to. Do you know, like when you've got cancer, you know, they'll say, you, you have to have this. And no one argues. You have to change your diet. You have to do this. You've got a heart problem. You, you're going to have to do this. And if you want to experience all that God has for you, you're going to have to learn how to just lay stuff down. 
sacrifice. So straight away, as soon as I realize his presence, all my agenda, all my stuff, I just have to lay it down. All my failure, whatever I've come into this into his presence with, I have to leave behind and go, all right, Lord, I'm just coming with you. I have to learn to sacrifice. I have to do that. And then, you know what? When I can do it with him, it's easy to do it in church. You've got to get the sacrifice thing in. The next thing is that you've got to learn to do is you've got to learn to serve from his presence. I'm not working towards his presence. I'm working from his presence. Come on. You're hearing me now. I'm working from it. See, Bill Johnson says this, and I love it. He says, lovers are better workers than workers. Lovers are better workers. So I need to learn to serve. If you ain't servant, tell you, are you in his presence? If you aren't servant, if you aren't saying, Pastor, what can I do? I don't care what I can do. Let me do something. Because his presence will compel you to do that. And the big thing that the presence of God will do, it will cause submission in your life. You won't have a problem with leadership. You won't have a problem with being spoken to. You won't have a problem with being corrected. You won't have a problem with, with being led. Because his presence is all about that. You can't get into the presence of Jesus and say he's Lord and not do what he says. And then seeing his God-appointed leaders and not respond in that way that's why I know people that are in rebellion and people saying oh I've heard God and yet they don't recognize God appointed leadership I think you are no, no. so you're in that place of you know what you, you, you might be trying to get to your place of destiny but, you, but God has been God stepped off your bus and said so you might be called you might, I've given you that gift and that's why so many people leave church try and do their thing and they are gifted and they are talented, but they have to now maintain that. But when you come from his presence, you have no problem with submission. Jesus name let's stand at our feet amen I think God said some things good things let's just pray I reckon pastor should at least do an altar call amen I just want to hear the gospel <laughs> let's pray and let fill out yours for a couple of minutes father we just thank you Lord Jesus for your goodness but most of all we thank you that Lord there is nothing the presence of Jesus cannot fix. So whatever problem is here right now, sickness, oppression, depression, whatever is wrong, God, whatever the problem was when they came in, whatever that thing that can be named, we, we, we speak to it in Jesus' name to bow its knee. 
time for faith to rise as people just submit to your presence submit to your goodness submit to your love submit to your your ministry Holy Ghost right now let freedom come let liberty come like we sang because of your presence God bless every heart in Jesus name Amen Jesus We hope you enjoyed listening to this message For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us go to c3talgra.org.au We hope to see you at church soon Let's